Welcome back to the Sleepwire Great Debate Show. As always, I'm your host, Sheehan. Well, I'm not sure this week of football is going to be going into the time capsule. We saw a record number of games decided by 22 points or more. Some of the league stars did their best impression of AJ Brown after a visit to Chipotle. But the season rolls on and we have fantasy football to talk about as we do each and every week here on The Great Debate. Now, it would be wrong of me to call my guest tonight the nicest man in fantasy football because that would be doing him a disservice given he's one of the most genuine, lovely people I've had the pleasure to know. It's just a shame he goes for the Giants. So from Front Yard (laughs) Fantasy and Fangio, you might know him as G-Man Jay. It's Jay Felicio. Thanks for joining me at the podium tonight. Yeah, man, I appreciate the kind words, and it's been it's been a long time coming. I can't believe this is the first time, as long as we've known each other and talked. Like this is the first time we've actually been on a show together. So it's it's a long time coming, but um, I think very highly of you, and I appreciate the kind words, and it's, uh, it's I'm excited for this. Thank you very much. That check will be in the mail, making its way to you shortly. <laughs> that works. Um, yeah, it is a bit, it is a bit strange, and certainly, uh, in fact, you used to be my boss at Sleepwire. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yep. I'm still, bit, part of, uh, still part of the Sleeper Wire fam, even though I'm over at, at Front Yard Fantasy. I love everybody over there. It's the work, you know, what last season. Uh, and you've, man, you've stepped up. You've, uh, I don't want to say taken my place because that would make it sound like I, you, you know, that I was, you know, just waiting in the wings for me to get out because you would have, you would have emerged regardless if I was there or not. But I've always thought very highly of you and your work. And I knew it was only a matter of time before you uh, did big things. Well, that's, uh, that's absolutely lovely of you to say. And in fact, I was talking to um, Justin Barber, one of our other names at Sleepwire. You might remember him from a couple of episodes ago. And we were saying that Front Yard Fantasy is sort of becoming our uh, our sister yeah. brand with yeah. the, the number of crossovers we've had. This is just yeah, another crossover I love it. episode. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's the third week. Last week was the third week in a row. Somebody from Sleeperwire was on Front Yard and just, you know, want to keep it going. I, you know, love everybody over there. There's definitely a lot of mutual respect. So I like it. And absolutely, if you haven't checked out their fantastic products, if you like our shows, you're going to love theirs. And uh, they have such a variety. I think you guys have shows every single day. Yeah, so dudes, funny Monday dudes. through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, there's a show. There's a, a show on Fridays on FanDuel at 6 p.m. And then um, Sundays, we do a, a recap of the day on FanDuel's channels as well at um, 7 p.m. Excuse me. Yeah, 7 p.m. Eastern. Look at that. There is no shortage of content there, no matter where you are. Now, usually when we're doing this podcast, it's about an hour before kickoff on Monday night. We're a little bit early. There's some inside uh, inside baseball for you. So do you need any Monday night miracles tonight? I do not. I actually, um, my most important league to me is my home league. I think that's for most people. You know, I've got leagues here or there where I might, but the one that I pay the most attention to, the one that means the most to me is my home league because I want to dominate my friends who I went to high school and college with. I mean, that's all that really matters to me. I want that belt. I could care, not care less, but that's the one that means the most to me. Um, and my team went off this week. It's a 10 team super flex league. It's a, we do an auction league. So I had Terry McLaurin, AJ Brown, um, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, so I had a pretty good week this week. So, and I went up against Patrick Mahomes, who did not. So, yeah, I had a couple of uh, matchups against Mahomes as well, and thankfully, uh, in the leagues where I had him, I could withstand his uh, horrible performance and, and still came out on top. I've actually had a pretty good week. I think I'm only going to lose two of my games, which I, I'm pretty pleased about, unless Tyler Lockett somehow pulls out about 60 points tonight. And, you know, who's to say? Who's to say? If, if Russ Wilson was, was under center, I, you could potentially see that, but I don't see that happening with old uh, Geno Smith there. But I guess you never know. 
I think you could be right. Um, well, moving on to this week's debate, I love nominative determinism. I loved it when Chris Blewett missed a kick yesterday. My favourite <laughs> AFL player growing up was Dale Kickett. My favourite episode of Seinfeld features Mr. Bookman, the library cop. And that's why tonight we are talking about two appropriately named running backs, Kenneth Gainwell from the Eagles and Jermichael Hasty from the 49ers. As always, each of us will have two minutes to make the case for our player, followed by a minute of rebuttal. The end of the debates will cover any additional thoughts. And, of course, we have the challenge flag. Each of us can throw our challenge flag once during the other person's time. Your challenge must be in the form of a question. can't be in the first 30 seconds of the other person's spiel. Jay, you'll be telling us whether the Eagles rookie lives up to his name, but first I'll be telling you why this 49ers speedster should be on your roster. So Jermichael Hasty had nine combined touches for 59 yards in his last game before injury. That was week two, included four catches. His stat line for his first game back wasn't flash, three carries for one yard, three catches for 15 yards. But I'll tell you what, here's the headline. He had six targets, 22.7% of San Francisco's targets behind only Debo Samuel. Week two, he had the second most targets for San Francisco as well. We know Jimmy G loves to check down and he's checking down to Jermichael Hasty at the moment. Now, Kyle Shanahan, for me, is like Michael Caine in Miss Congeniality. He turns OK runners into star fantasy and real-life players, just like Michael Caine. Now, Michael Caine turns Sandra Bullock into a Miss Universe contender. The Niners are built to run the ball. They run the ball the seventh most in the league. And even though Elijah Mitchell is the lead back, this is always going to be a committee backfield. Even if Hasty is mostly a pass catcher, five for 50 a week is a solid floor. Big play potential every time he gets the ball. The moment we're in bye week hell, we're in buy him again, and whatever you want to call it, we are looking for fill ins who can provide a solid floor. But you don't need to blow your far budget on them. Hasty's already had his buy. We're talking about a guy with a solid floor and a nice ceiling. For me, you're buying Hasty ahead of the boom. This is like getting on Bitcoin back when it was just neckbeards buying stuff on the dark web from their parents' basements. That's what you're doing now if you're getting Jamar. Uh, Jamal, Jamichael Hasty on your roster. Now, he could have lost his spot to a UDFA or a late-round pick this offseason, but Kyle Shanahan brought him back. They clearly like him, clearly have a role for him. And I want you to look me in the eye and tell me you don't want a Shanahan runner on your fantasy roster. And you know what? If you don't, if you think that's not for you, well, maybe it's time to uh, find yourself another hobby because that's what fantasy football is all about. Now, you can tell me why I'm wrong. I got to say, I was not expecting a miscongeniality reference uh, when coming on the show today. So I appreciate that. That was actually um, my wife and I are high school sweethearts. So I have seen both miscongeniality and miscongeniality too multiple times because that was my wife's favorite, one of my wife's favorite movies in high school. So I knew the exact <laughs> reference. I love it. And any anytime you can uh, talk about the mate, the great Michael Caine. Um, that's uh, that's definitely a win. So uh, I appreciate that reference. That was uh, good stuff. <laughs> well, I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you appreciated it. I thought it was a bit of a swing for the fences. I saw it quite a lot no. growing up too. My uh, cousins who we'd see every Christmas seemingly watched it every Boxing Day or the couple of days after. So I've seen number one. I don't think I've ever seen number two, but um, uh, yeah, shout times. out. It's ba- it's basically the same movie. So <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Well. Maybe if I ever get that desperate, I will check it out. But now we're not talking about miscongeniality. Tell me why I'm wrong about Jermichael Hasty. Sure, let's do this. So you kind of made my point for me. This is always going to be a committee backfield, and I don't trust uh, Kyle Shanahan. 
You don't know which role each running back is going to have because just like the Patriots of old, it feels like just the second that you think you have it figured out, they change it up you know, based on game script. It works for, you know, real fan, uh, real football, but not necessarily for fantasy. Um, Hasty's going to need a negative game script to be a value uh, because he's got the pass catching role. Like you said, um, I do still think Trey Sermon's going to have some sort of role uh, as the season goes along. Uh, what it is, I don't know. He's not going to be what everybody thought the, you know, the, the Raheem Mostert in this offense, but Jeff Wilson Jr. is also returning from the pup list as well. So for me, um, if you're able to get the games where Hasty's going to get these five targets, uh, by all means, I think he's a solid flex play, but I think it's going to be hard to figure out exactly what those games are. I think that's uh, that's fair and reasonable, uh, but of course you're wrong because that's how this <laughs> format. That's works. how this works. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you don't have the same opinion as me. I'll disagree, but that's fair enough. You don't have to agree with me, but if you're going to present me another option, it might as well be Kenneth Gainwell. So tell him why he's the man we should be spending our fab on instead of Jermichael Hasty. Absolutely. Well, first off, it hurts me to say anything positive about the Philadelphia Eagles, but <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell has already been involved in this offense. He's averaging 9.3 points per game on the season. Now, granted, that is with a few blow-up games and a few duds, but that's what you're going to expect from a player who is the backup running back. Um, he does have the second-most targets on the team with 31, tied for the second-most catches on the team with 19, and what I really like about him is he's getting the high value touches. Um, he is second, excuse me, I believe he's first on the team in receptions in the red zone, first on the team in receiving yards in the red zone with 56. He is second to Jalen Hurts in rushing yards in the red zone with 22. And he has three total red zone touchdowns, which is second to Jalen Hurts. Um, as we know, Miles Sanders went down with the injury yesterday. We don't know the extent of it, but I would find it very hard to believe that he's going to be back this week. I would say he's probably going to miss a few weeks. We don't know that. So all this depends, uh, you know, his value for the long term depends on Miles Sanders. But the next two weeks, they have a great schedule. Detroit is up next and they give up the second most fantasy points to opposing running backs. The week after that is the Chargers, who give up the six most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So uh, I like Kenneth Gainwell both for the long term and the short term, because however long Sanders is out, I think he's locked in as an RB2. Um, and even when he comes back, I think he is solidified in that role as the pass catching back. Uh, red zone targets, I think he's somebody who is a solid flex or bye week fill in, even when Miles Sanders is there. That's good points. Well reasoned. I. Uh... You know, I'd like to say I can't argue with that, but I'm going to. <laughs> because, again, that's how this form. That would be no fun if you didn't. I know. It's just going to be the great debate now where I just the guest comes on and I agree with every point. Yeah. I make. <laughs> it's the great agreement. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kenneth Gamewell, you're right. Pass catching is his forte, and I'd agree. Yet he only has 19 catches on the season. It might be the second most on the team. That's 2.7 a week. Jalen Hurts would rather take the ball himself than check it down to Gainwell, and maybe that's why the Eagles are a yard worse through the air when Gainwell is out there. Unlike the 49ers, the Eagles don't want to run the ball, or maybe they can't run the ball. We've seen games where both Sanders and Gainwell are barely an afterthought. Philly are bottom 10 in the league for rushing attempts. Sanders and Gainwell have combined for more than 15 attempts twice this season, weeks one and two. Since then, they've had three, 10, 13, 9, and 11 carries for 46 in five games. And you know what? Gainwell has 11 of them. 
talked about Sanders getting injured. Well, Boston Scott came into the game after Sanders got injured. He only ended up with one touch fewer than Gainwell. They clearly love Boston Scott. Scott's got a similar skill set to Gainwell, so we can't even pencil Gainwell in as that pass catching back because Boston Scott just as good as Gainwell is. Oh, that minute goes past. Goes it goes quickly when you've got it a lot goes, to say. It goes a lot faster than that. Those two minutes do. And um, like, while I like your points, you make some good points. Again, you're wrong, but that's fine. You know, that's what. Yeah, agree to disagree. Exactly. That's why you come on the show. You know, you're simply <laughs> picking a fight with people for the, right. the benefit of the listeners. <laughs> we we tend to finish up with a bit more of a nebulous chat about these two. So, well, how do you feel about Gainwell and Hasty in general? I like both of them, honestly, and I think they have a very similar skill set. But for me, I feel like Gainwell's role is more defined, more consistent, even though, like you said, the, uh, the <laughs> we can't trust the Eagles either, the, the way that they've uh, they've used both of these running backs so far this season. But I, I hate it for Miles Sanders because I'm a big Miles Sanders fan, but it seemed like they were finally starting to use him the way he's supposed to be used. And then he gets injured. Yeah. Yeah, so I like both of these guys. If if we knew that uh, Hasty was going to be the pass catching back for the rest of the season, I think he he'd have similar value to uh, Gainwell. But I just I just don't trust Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, um, Mike has said the Eagles are the third worst team in the league when throwing short, and that's where Gainwell kind of makes his hay. Um, I'd like to see. I, I, I'm a big fan of Gainwell. I was a big fan of his coming out. Um, I thought he'd be a nice replacement New England for James White, but um, but alas, he didn't fall that far. So I, I've been watching his career with interest so far, um, and I think this is his big chance if Sanders does miss time to show that he's capable of being more than just the pass catching back. My concern is this Eagles offense, and Nick Sirianni just doesn't seem to know what he wants to do with it. I wonder if we're going to see Jalen Hurts go to the bench. We might see Gardner Minshew. And if that does happen, that's going to be good news for Gainwell. It's probably going to be good news for Sanders if he comes back because instead of those uh, scramble players, they're going to be checkdowns. I think everybody in all of football fandom and fantasy football fandom would love to see Gardner Minshew back on the field just simply for the mullet and the mustache, because that man, that's a beautiful man. I mean, it, it, I'm not ashamed to say that that's the case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the uh, the league's a lot more fun with Miles, uh, Miles Sanders. With, um, oh, we, did, we just, just said his bloody name. Uh, Gardner with Minshew. Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> with Gardner Minshew in the league. Now, do you have any thoughts about Hasty uh, in general, whether he's worth targeting this week? Who do they play this week? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, take a look. They, I, I actually don't know. Um, Let me pull it up. I think it's Chicago. Okay, I could be. Uh, I could be wrong. See, this is the type of game where I would, I wouldn't want to to play Hasty because they should handle this game uh, pretty handily, and they're not going to need to use him um, in that pass catching role. So I could see it being another big Eliza Mitchell game. Um, that's that's the concern. Is it's. He's going to be game scripted out more so than um, Gainwell. But and the thing I like about Gainwell too is he's being used in the red zone, like I, like I was saying earlier, both uh, mainly as a pass catcher. But he does have the second most rushing yards in the the red zone as well. So um, that's that's the thing for me. I like Hasty. I like his talent. And shout out to my buddy Herms. Um, he is always he's been a big Jermichael Hasty guy from day one. Um, but yep. like I said, I just feel like uh, the, the role is inconsistent. 
It's um, probably worth noting the Eagles have the easiest schedule for running backs remainder of the season. Uh, the 49ers have the 29th. I'm not worried about the 49ers' uh, running game because it's all it's all scheme. Yep. And if you can find the hole, uh, then you're going to get big yards. And if you can find the hole, get big yards, you're going to be on the field. Shanahan rides the hot hand. You're right. Um, I think there's a legitimate concern about uh, getting frozen out. Now, the Eagles have Detroit and the Chargers the next two weeks. Uh, scroll all the way down here to the uh, 49ers who have Indianapolis Chicago, then Arizona. What is worth noting, I can't remember if I brought this up in my points or not, 49ers have already had their buy, and if you're looking for a buy week replacement, you know, that that's something that could tip you one way or the other. I also think it's going to be yeah. cheaper to pick up hasty. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is, is gain well. And yep. um, like I said, I think it is really you're buying early on hasty, and potentially it's a case of you buy early, he, he blows up and you trade him for yep. Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. Or, yep. or no, so- I- or someone you, else. You made two really good points, and something that I think is uh, overlooked too often in fantasy is he's already had that buy. So not even just talking about people you're picking up, but trades that you make. Like if you're able to trade for a player who's had their buy and trade away a player that has not had their buy, you're gaining an extra game. So I think you yep. bring up a great point, and also too what you said, getting him before the blow up. You know, uh, Gamewell is basically on just about all waiver wires. I mean, I will look up and see what his his roster ship is, but it's not that much. On yeah. So, so I mean, <laughs> he's still practically free. If you would have got him last week and just thrown him on the end of your bench, uh, get him before the blow up, he would have been nothing. But now, you know, honestly, in leagues where people are desperate for running back, you might have to blow the rest of your fab to pick him up. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen them um, almost week to week, big um, fab weeks for running backs, whether it's Damian Williams, um, any other number, Eli Mitchell himself after week yeah. one. So yeah. there'll be a lot of people spending up big for Dearness Johnson and bearing in mind Nick Chubb should be back this week. Yeah, and I, sure I saw he out. practiced today as well, uh, Chubb did. So Chubb's likely yep. going to be back. So I think you make a great point about make those moves before the blow-up happens, not after. Yes, yep, agreed. Um, who else are you targeting on the waiver wire this week? So I was actually, uh, Simon and I are going to do a waiver wire video tonight. We're going to be recording it. So I was already looking at this. So I'm glad you said something. Um, one thing he's, he's very highly rostered, but, uh, one guy will throw out, he's not a hundred percent and he should. Jerry Judy is coming back this week. Just take a look just in case he is still only rostered in 75% of leagues. So those 25% of leagues that he's out there, pick him up. I mean, that oh, 100%. Just, it blows my mind that he's only rostered in 75% of leagues. I picked him up in, in one of my leagues that I just, and I, two or three weeks ago, because I knew he was eventually going to come back. Um, who else was I looking at? If you're desperate for tight end, even though it hasn't been too pretty, Cole Komet, uh, he did leave the lead, the bears in targets with, excuse me, in catches with five this week. And that offense is ugly. Uh, but as we know, tight end can get pretty ugly. Um, yeah. So they definitely want to get him involved. So it's not too terrible. And then uh, I think another guy that I'm going to be talking about, I mentioned him earlier, Jeff Wilson Jr. I think he's another guy that throw on the end of your bench for when he does come back. Um, is They said it's going to be towards the end of November, but like we we talked about pretty much this entire show, you want a running back in this offense. So he's free. Yep. You know, injuries happened. Uh, Jeff Wilson has shown that he can perform 
in the Shanahan uh, rushing offense. I think he's somebody that's well worth the stash. Yep, totally agree. I think uh, it's the same deal we've done with Hasty. If you can stash him on the IR or in an IR spot, he's not taking up a spot on your bench. Komet's an interesting one for me. I think that's good. That's chasing the workload, chasing the usage rather than chasing the points, which might be CJ Uzama, Foster Moreau. Uh, I think that you could do worse than Mo Ali Cox at the moment. Yep. Um, They are, uh, well, he's been good for a touchdown, I think, three of the last four weeks, maybe four of the last five weeks. Um, And I would probably be remiss. Uh, if I didn't ask you if there's anything on Darius Slayton or Dante Pettis worth kicking the tires on. No, I really don't think so. They didn't have, I mean, they did okay, but they didn't do that great. And that, you know, Tony's going to be back soon. Galladay's likely going to be back soon. Um, Shepard should be back. So those are the three guys I want. Honestly, I don't really want much of Kenny Galladay as much as it hurts to say, as much as we spent on him. The two guys I want in this offense are Tony and, um, and Shepard, like it's yep. it's just the case. And uh, one thing you did say about Uzama, um, although he did have a big game, he only had three targets. So yep. that's where, like you were talking about, chase the chase the uh, the targets versus chasing the points. So I do like Uzama. I think he's if you're he's one of those guys, you throw in and pray for a touchdown. You know, in yep. in, in the way that the Cincinnati offense has looked, it could definitely happen. Um, but don't get too excited about him. Exactly. And there are, you know, there are certainly worse options out there. There are possibly better oh, yeah. as well. Well, I think we've we've just about come to the end of the show and thank you again for joining me. Why don't you tell the good people where they can find all the awesome stuff you're doing? Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter at GMNJ. I'm a part of the team over at Front Yard Fantasy. Just um, we've got a, a lot of different things. Like I said, the game show, we do short form videos. Um, we do office hours twice a week where we basically just answer live questions you can catch all that at our YouTube page. It's Front Yard Fantasy on YouTube. Yep, definitely recommend checking that out if you haven't already. And you can go back and see me talk about the waivers last week and Australian animals if you are <laughs> so inclined. Well, thank you all, uh, lovely people, for tuning into the great debate this week. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Sleepaway Show. Chuck us a few dollars on Patreon if you're so inclined. If not, subscribe, rate, review on your favorite podcast platform. That would help us out a bunch. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Sheehan Solo. You can see everything I'm doing, podcasting, writing, absolutely everything, mostly complaining about umpiring and refereeing in various sports around the world. But if I didn't do that, then, you know, I might yell at someone else. And on that note, I will say see you next time.